Hey, welcome back to the Second Place Second Podcast. We are crazy passionate about inspiring and empowering you to pursue putting Jesus, home, and others first. We know that your life can change, you belong, and most of all, your story matters. If you are new with us, we release a new Second Podcast every week. And if this is helpful to you, we would love it if you would share the podcast with your friends and invite them to be a part of the Second Place community. Give it a review on iTunes. It's very helpful to us to give us more visibility there and maybe even share it on all of your social media. If you'd like more information, you can head on over to secondplacechurch.com. Nothing but letters there, no numbers. That site will open you up to everything happening at Second Place. My name is AP, and I'm here with Joe, who Yo! is apparently What's going on? on his phone, which is kind of exciting because he sounds so good on his phone, believe it or not. Hey, man, I sound good every time, That's no true. matter what I'm using. I mean, come on. Except for like no, when the good, internet's man. choppy, but you actually do yeah, sound yeah. really good on your phone. There you go. Yeah, man. Um, not that this matters to anybody out there, but it's the day after the Bears lost, so that's that's kind of still on on my mind a little bit. I kinda, had that playing on my phone. Not that I'm admitting to driving like this, but I had that playing on my phone while driving home from your house since I left a little early. That yeah was the most upsetting kick. Ever, oh because he literally just made it before they called a timeout. Yep. And he hit the crossbar, and then he hit the upright. I mean, he hit the upright, then the crossbar. Yeah. Uh, what are Cody the Markey, odds? Man. You know, he probably needed to listen to the message from this week. I should send him the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably waking up today. He's like, what just happened? Yeah. He said, he, I, I thought it was funny. He's like, yeah, this is going to sting for a couple of days. I was like, yeah. Maybe a couple, couple that's of days, like, rest of your career. It's all the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'll, I'll go home and talk to my wife and uh, talk to my dog. My dog doesn't really care that I missed it. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's shifting. I guess that's good. You know, shift your thinking. But uh, yeah, man. Well, we'll dive into that in a little bit. But uh, looking our wounds on that. Um, but what are you into right now, bro? I'm into the fact that I have to go to Orland Mall after this because I broke my phone. Oops. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah, oops. What are you, you going to do? Got to get a new phone. Did you did, did you drop it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and what's weird is that like when I like it was it was so badly broken that like I hooked it up to my computer to back it up and it's like, "Yeah, I can't read anything. I don't know what your phone's doing." So, uh, good luck with that. It, it, it's weird, though, because it started getting super hot. My phone's actually in my fridge right now. It got so hot, I couldn't pick it up. What? So to try and cool it off, I put it in my fridge. Hopefully my fridge doesn't catch on fire because I have a new fridge here, too, because my fridge decided to die in uh, August. But, uh, yeah, so I got to go get a new phone, and my phone felt, like, way too hot. So it's in the fridge wow. cooling off, hopefully. I don't know, like, if it's going to make a difference, but but... It's in the fridge cooling off. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's dude, phone issues are always the worst, man. Yeah. I mean they are. You're just you're just kind of like you're you're captive to it. You gotta go get get it done. Yeah. But luckily we have an Apple store not too far from my house. Yes, exactly. That's not that's that's pretty awesome. You're just uh a little stones throw away, man. Yeah. I gotta like I have to plan. If I'm do if I'm going to the Apple store, I gotta plan it out, man. You gotta go into the belly of the whale in the Orland Park. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, definitely. 
What so are you, what are you gonna do? No, you're just gonna go get it fixed, man. Yeah, um, hopefully. So I would say uh, related to Steve Jobs, since you uh, went there, um, <laughs> I, I've been into I've been into Pixar a little bit lately. So it kind of started a few weeks ago with the Pixar um, documentary that's on Netflix. Definitely check it out. Um, then for Christmas, I got Creativity Inc. the book which is um, written by Ed Catmull, who is one of the co-founders of Pixar, along with John Lasseter and, and Steve Jobs. Steve and, Jobs is one of the co-founders of Pixar? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it kind of is. I mean, he funded it. Um, he saw, yeah, he saw the vision of it. And, you know, he was like, let's do this um, because they needed funding. Um if I yeah. remember correctly, I'm kind of in the. I'm just kicking off the book, but if I remember correctly from the from the documentary, they started off by selling their computer graphics software to like hospitals and and health healthcare institutions and stuff, okay. and then that got kind of got lame, and so then they started doing commercials, and then they're like, man, this is rough. So then they, I think that that's when they got funded, and that's when they they started working on Toy Story. So interesting. Um, I don't know if that sequence is exactly right, but it's it's close. But um, did you know anyway, that Toy so I got Story that... wasn't the first actual computer animated uh, cartoon? What well, was Reboot, which was a Canadian uh, oh. cartoon. I loved that cartoon growing up; it was amazing. But that's actually the first one that uh, that that predates uh, Toy Story, believe it or not. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know that. Um, so then it was the it was the the documentary. Then I got the book, starting hmm. that, reading that, and then. Um, MSI Museum of Science and Industry had an exhibit that we went to last week called the science behind Pixar. And, uh, it's gone now. Actually, yesterday was the last day, but, uh, dude, fascinating, fascinating stuff, man. Just like, I mean, if you think that math is not important when it comes to computer graphics, man, there's some dudes out there that are doing some insanity when it comes to math, like this, the stuff they were like, like talking about writing on the screen and stuff was like stuff that I don't, I mean, there's I so, so much of the max, alphabet max class. I understand. It's very yeah. bizarre. The, so much, so much of the alphabet is in it. I'm like, stop with the letters. Yeah. Give me numbers, man. So, yeah. So that's kind of what I've been into. It's been really inspiring. I think what's really cool about it is that when it comes down to it, you know, they, they, they're like master storytellers. They do a great job with that. I mean, I think everyone would agree there, but I think what, um, in the book, what, what Ed, Ed Catmull says is he's like, um, you know, really that that's cool. And, you know, right. You were, were he was kind of a little more of the tech side of things. He was the computer science guy. He was the guy who was trying to figure stuff out, but he's like, even beyond that, it's really about the people. It's about moving people in a direction and moving together and moving towards vision and, you know, accomplishing things that seem impossible, um, yeah. but making them, making them happen. And so I think that's been the most inspiring part about, you know, the whole of all of what I've kind of taken in over the last few weeks with them is, man, I'm just kind of like pumped about, you know, how we can create, you know, a kind of a vortex of a place where people believe that things can change and that, what might seem impossible is not necessarily so. I mean, you know, everything is impossible until it happens. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's a lot that that is really inspiring about about their their story in particular. And 
you know, I mean, now they're obviously making making buttloads of uh, of money these days, but yeah, they're um, bought so by yeah, Disney, what, right? Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got Pixar, and then you know, um, Disney Animation Studios is, does a little does stuff um, separately, but yeah, man, cool stuff, and uh, that's what I'm into, my friend. So nice, interesting fact. One of the, I don't know what he does there. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's a guy that works for uh, Pixar named Andrew Stanton, which Stanton Ooh. is my middle name. Think about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Weird. it might be you in a in a parallel universe. Shh, don't tell anyone. That'd be yeah. sweet if it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you won't ever find out until you know later. I don't yeah. know when you find out. Yeah. Probably awesome. when you actually reunited with him, like uh, it all comes together, and you're like, whoa we're the same person yeah right yeah it, by the like way after um, the snap happens in in uh the the last avengers and then like we're both uh-huh. in the in the celestial plane and then i'm like whoa bro you're me but not really yeah, what were you we exactly. gonna say no i was gonna say that's exactly right you know you went the avengers but i was going to a uh another disney classic which is a movie called the kid and if I'm you sure haven't that. seen the kid you you gotta get it. I'll borrow you the DVD, my friend, if you now, need to. I know it it's uh, Disney, obviously. So, serious question: Is it like based on the life of a of a child goat or something? Because I know that a child goat is called a kid. No, it is not. Okay. But here's who's in this movie, my friend: Bruce Willis, Lily Tomlin. Okay. And um, Emma, she's in the new um. Mary Poppins uh, Returns Emma Stone? movie. Uh, no, that's not Emma Stone. Oh. I forget what her name is. But anyway, she's in it. And the dude, the little kid that's in um, all the Santa Clauses as like the, the head elf. Anyway, the yeah. reason I bring it up is because it's when Bruce Willis meets himself as a 10-year-old or as maybe as the 10-year-old meets himself as Bruce Willis as a 40-year-old. And what transpires is quite hilarious. I find it hilarious. funny that Bruce Willis has been in two movies like that. I think that Bruce Willis is is uh, is the man. Do you know so, what other movie I'm talking about? The one with uh, the one that Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote and like directed and stuff and was in. Oh, Looper. Yeah, Looper. Like it's yeah. the same principle. It's that it. Looper is like super savage and like yeah makes you really depressed after you watch it. Yeah, didn't see it. Yeah, the kid. <laughs> feel good movie i nice. mean i think it came out in like the year 2000 oh. the year 2000 it's not as old as i thought it would be the year 2000 yeah i think it was y2k everyone's gonna out. die yep yeah. that's exactly right so so the message man we kicked off uh mind body soul beef jerky i do week. love me some beef jerky yeah uh man i got i got some surprises coming for everybody on on that uh that fourth week because I got awesome. people coming up to me. Literally somebody gave me unbeknownst to them. They, they had a box of beef jerky in their car that somebody had given them to give to me. Now maybe they knew about this series, but, um, but yeah, I have a box of beef jerky and, uh, somebody is going to actually make homemade beef jerky and, this guy knows what he's doing, and it's going to be Bro, amazing. Homemade jerky, so good, and it's going to happen. So, uh, awesome. yeah, so beef jerky all around. On uh, it'd be like Oprah, you get beef jerky, and you get beef jerky on uh, the fourth week. So we'll be going there. Yeah, except like 
I don't want to slap you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, everyone. I find Oprah annoying. Everyone's going to be like, wait a minute, beef jerky. Where's my car? I want a car. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I never know exactly how to do, like, unpack the message for folks that that are listening. You know, go back and listen. I mean, it's, it's it's up on the feed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part one of, of the series where, um, we really focused on mind obviously, but we'll, uh, each week will be different body next week, then soul, then beef jerky. And I think the, the whole idea here is that there's a few big ideas this week that I tried to get across. And so, I don't know, I mean, I could kind of go over some of those and you could respond, but uh, you know, I'd love to hear you know, what your take was. I mean, one of the biggest things just to kind of help level set everybody is that, I think what we do as people a lot of times is what we do is we separate out our, our faith and we're like, oh, I'm going to go read my Bible. And then we kind of like park it and then we just don't really think about it. And it, we don't integrate it into the rest of our life. We don't think about the fact that the what we do physically affects our faith. What we do, um, obviously, with, with the Bible and prayer affects our faith. But what we do in our mind and thought life and self-talk and all that stuff all affects our faith. And so I think that biggest idea is that our mind, body, soul are, are intricately interwoven together in ways that make them really inseparable. So when we, when we separate them, um, in our language, we're just kind of like, we're faking it because we're not really able to do that. Yeah. But, um, that was a big idea. I think that really is going to be kind of cut across all of these, these weeks to, to really kind of drive that home. And, and then, and then kind of see how it all weaves together. Cause like next week when I talk about body, I'm going to have to talk about the mind. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. So it's just going to build off of each other and, and kind of go that direction. But thoughts, any thoughts about, about that? Or do you want to dive into anything particular? A couple of high points. I can go over those too. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, Honestly, what you were talking about this past week was uh, something that I've just been wrestling with so much, mm. and that's just, like, spiritual health. Yeah. Um, I've never been very disciplined in that area, mm. and I'm willing to admit that on a podcast for the entire church to hear. I I, I struggle with it. I've, I've kind of always been... I've been... Ever since I was a kid, I was just kind of, like, left to my own devices, uh... Didn't really interact with my siblings too much growing up. Uh, didn't really interact with my parents too much growing up. I've just always been really isolated. So it's just kind of always been me time. Uh-huh. Um, and so I really str- I really do wrestle and struggle with setting the time aside to yeah. work on my spiritual health. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's big and scary. And so I know I load up my... Uh, my schedule to just kind of be busy and not really think about it, you know? Right. And I'm not saying that it's right. It's just, you know, just being honest about it. It's, uh, right. It's me. Not, not exactly proud of that. No. And I think that that's why this, this series was something that I think was something God wanted us to, as a community hit a little bit is because I think there's more people in that boat than just you. Um, yeah, it's just really easy to, to just be busy. I mean, even, even like, you know, to exercise or run or, or walk or work out or whatever. And, 
you know, go to church and listen to the podcasts and, you know, read a book that's going to help you or whatever, get your degree like you've done and you've challenged your mind in all these different ways. And I think what this, this, this is all about us saying, taking a half step back and saying, all right, well, me getting my degree is related to my faith in God and me walking a mile today is related to my faith. And there's ways that all this is interconnected. And, you know, yeah, I think that you're feeling a little bit of the spiritual health piece of it where it's like, yeah, I probably should set aside some time. Um, but I know that some of the, some of the times when I get some of the, the clearest and maybe, um, just insight into something that I'm, that I'm studying or something that I'm speaking on is, is actually when I'm exercising or when I'm, when I'm out walking or for a run. And it's just, I think it's because it clears our mind and allows, you know, allows a little more clear pathway between us and the, and the Lord to be able to hear and to sense and to see kind of what life is like without feeling all the weight of everything on us. And, um, so I think that, yeah, it's moving, moving more towards saying, all right, yeah, separating time is important, but integrating all these things together is probably even more important. Yeah. I know one of the things that, that I think that I wanted to talk about a little bit more today was this idea that I just touched on. And, you know, I tried to use, um, Eve and Abraham and, and Sarah and David and, and Bathsheba as examples, but, this phrase that I, I threw on the screen, which was our minds out of our mind, body, and soul, our mind is really the primary thing that we have that um, is always looking for an opportunity for our story to change. So, you know, that's why I kind of use the example of January 1st, New Year's Day, New Year, a new year is like this mental game of saying, that's when I'm going to start something new. That's when I'm going to have a do my diet. That's when I'm going to work out. That's when I'm going to start this program. That's when I'm going to start this 21 day fix. And, and there's really nothing different between December 31st and January 1st, but in our head, in our mind, it's an opportunity for our story to change. And I think we have an opportunity to for that to our story to change every single day. It's wrapping our mind around that in a way that helps us say, well, why can't today be the start of that? Yeah. Why can't, why can't, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, why can't, why can't tomorrow be a new day for you when it comes to your spiritual health? Why does it have to be some epiphany? Why do I have to go to some camp? Why do I have to have some conference? Why do I have to have somebody pray for me? Why can't I just say, you and me, God, tomorrow it's brand new. We're starting something. Yeah. And we're going to do it different. I think one of the things that you talked about in the past that kind of speaks to what you, to this particular subject is part of being disciplined is constantly making that decision to do something that is spiritually, physically, mentally, whatever you want to put it, healthy for you. Because as you pointed out, everything's tied together. So... I mean, the, about one of the few things I agree with Rob Bell on is uh, everything is spiritual. So if all those things are linked, then, every, then everything ultimately at the end of the day is spiritual. But the point is you're constantly making these decisions to do all these things that, to help you be spiritually healthy at the end of the day. But as you've pointed out, people get so unbelievably 
decision fatigue that they just get to the point where they're like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm, I'm sick and tired of making all these decisions constantly throughout the day. I, I can't remember what the statistic is on how many decisions somebody makes in a day, but I think that, that, that that's a, a large part of it, of people get tired of making the decisions. It's like, fine, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'm not in the mood. Mm. Not saying that yeah. that's right, but um, you know, I know that that's something that that uh, that I felt, and why I know we need that power from the Holy Spirit to make that to help make that decision for us, since we are right, we are broken human beings. I just get so tired. <clears throat> yeah, and I think um, I think there that's true. I think you know, even Danielle's talk a couple weeks ago is is pertinent there where it's it's about resting and about being able to rest and about recharging mm-hmm. um i think that what's interesting to me about what you're saying is that the power of the holy spirit is what we need and part of it is that you're talking about like you said even from when i was a little kid like you have you have rails that have been laid down in your mind that yep your, your thought patterns follow those rails every single day and undoing those things that are unhealthy. I mean, it's taken you, how old are you now? 33. So it's taken you 33 years to get to where you are and to get these solidified the way they are. It's not going to just, it's not going to be like, Oh, let's just pray. And you know, let's just have this change now. No doubt God can do that. And that there's, there's definitely some some ahas that have happened to you over the course of those 33 years for sure. But I think that, but I think that in terms of like, kind of like that baseline that you come back to, come back to and come back to, I think that, um, ah, I, I, I just think that there's, um, this commitment to kind of what I said at the end of the service, this is deep and wide. It's taken us 33 years to get into this spot. It's going to take us at least a few months, if not longer, a few years to, to be able to actually rewire what's going on. Now, that's what the study, the research that um, Carolyn Leaf, the doctor that um, I, had, I had used some of her information from for the first part of my message yesterday, she's saying like, what's, what's amazing. Don't get too discouraged because here's the good news. The good news is that you, the research proves that you can rewire your brain. Your brain is literally able to change by, by you taking charge of it and actually using the agency you have to say, this is what I'm going to do now. And I I believe in that, that, that talk and we, we should link it. Um, and we will, uh, I believe she quotes Philippians four, eight, but I, she might've quoted another verse, um, of scripture, but you know, mm-hmm. that idea of thinking on the things of God, the things that are, that are, that are noble and excellent, you know, this is part of the rewiring, the renewing of our minds. And I think it's just, I just think that we think, oh, well, you know, I tried, I tried, you know, Joe, you know, throughout this idea of my body, soul, beef jerky, I tried it for a couple of days and, you know, and then I was back at, you know, just kind of feeling like garbage, you know, week two, it's like, yeah, it's not going to go, it's not going to flip that quick, man. Well, that's the thing that I learned. Like if you have one bad day, that's okay. Don't have cheat days. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a bad idea, but 
if you have one bad day, that's okay. Life goes on. And I want to speak directly to um, your example of you can rewire your brain. That's a fact. Um, I've always been a huge advocate of Triple uh, X Church. And as I said before, I'll, I'm, I'm very real. I'll be very honest about things. Uh, so I've always been a very strong advocate of Triple X Church. If you got to meet Craig Gross, hang out with him, do a, uh, this seminar thing with him. Um, and, uh, in a lot of his books, he talks about how, uh, porn addiction literally rewires your brain. Like, like literally you mm-hmm. can see a physical difference mm-hmm. if you do a, what is that? A CAT scan or whatever it is. I don't know. If right, you do some right. type of scan of your brain, you can, you can literally see the physical makeup of somebody's mind who's addicted to porn. Mm. You know, moment of honesty, I was addicted to porn for a long time. I'm not in denial of this. And right. I got to a point in my life where we're like, I don't want this to control my life. I need to do something about it. And right. I mean, it, life was hard. I was depressed. Um, you know, because it, it wasn't a, a struggle for a long time. Went through the divorce stuff. Um, and, you know, I'll be the first to say, when it comes to a porn addiction, like, it's good that they have all of the stuff to be accountable to people. If you can't be accountable to yourself and accountable to God, then you don't want it out of your life. And I wanted it out of my life. And so, you know, I, I it was just one of those things where I'm like, God, I'm, I'm just turning this over to you. I don't understand this. I don't understand what you're going to do in my life. But I decided to turn it over to God. And without accountability partners, with God as my only true accountability partner, I am not addicted to porn anymore. Praise the Lord. And I have seen a difference in in my own life and my attitude on a lot mm. of things. And um, Craig Gross goes to speak on in in, uh, in some of his books how if you do that same scan of the person's brain, now that they are off, now that they don't have a porn addiction, and now that, let's say, they are in a monogamous um, marriage, the phys- literally the physical makeup of their brain is slightly different mm-hmm. because of it. So yes, right. it, it 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 does make a massive difference. And on top of it, yes, it is possible. Like I'm living proof of the fact that these things can change. You can undo certain types of damage that's been done and just it, it can be done. Your brain can be rewired in the right way is but you have you re, you genuinely have to want it. And you're going to have those moments of, of where you mess up and that's okay cuz you just get back you back get you get back on on the uh the straight and narrow the next day or the next hour or the next minute or whatever you know it, the whole day is in a complete failure but you you have to genuinely want it you genuinely have to surrender that to god and if you're kind of doing it lukewarm as the bible says you're you're going to get down and get back up again and again and again, which is okay, but you still have to genuinely want it. But the point is it's it's possible. You you can right. do that. I, I've i seen it right. in my own life, and you know, I, it's one of those things where I genuinely wanted it out of my life, but I'm still not going to take credit for it. I give, I give God the credit for that victory in my life. No, and I think the, I agree, and I think the interesting thing about it is it's uh, another pull from the message was, you know, this idea that, you know, what you focus on when it comes to your thoughts and emotions, what you focus on 
grows and what grows gets energy and what what then that turns into is a perspective and it turns into a mindset and it turns into kind of like that pattern that you go into and it really does come back to the what do you what are you focusing on and i think it's like you know obsessive compulsive disorder is obviously a mental uh, a mental challenge that some people have and those are that's like a legitimate diagnosis for some folks and yeah. and that's a thing but there's a little bit of that that can be um that that can be, I guess, in a way, unhealthy because you can you can focus on the 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 negative things, the things that are that are frustrating or cause you to be fearful or angry, um, which then your your mind starts to shut down because it doesn't really have the ability to process those 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 feelings or those those uh, those synapses, I guess. And then, but the other thing is that a little bit of OCD is kind of you know here be dragons a little bit of ocd might not be bad if it was pointed in the right direction yeah like i'm just going to continue to think about the fact that god is with me he's walking alongside me in this terrible situation and he's got his arms around me or he might be like a grandpa walking alongside me with his hands in his pockets just letting me know that he's there ready to go and just a, with a a warm voice to say like you have got this man. And the reason that you've got this is because I've got you and I'm going to continue to do that. This is one of the hardest things in the world to do, but this is the point. This is the Christians. This is the follower of Jesus. You put Jesus first. This is our work to do is to figure out how do I become a little more OCD when it comes to the things of God and maybe less OCD on the things that are negative. Yeah. I mean, that's really what the, that's what the rewiring does for us is that's, that's what I think she's talking about. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's crazy. And I, I don't know. I mean, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I mean, my challenge would be like, if I were to think about, okay, what would I do, um, from an action step standpoint is to really try to take some time to be quiet before God and say, all right, what, what is it that's in my mind and what are the patterns in my brain that I have maybe unknowingly just given into and, and what are those, write them down and start to pray about them and start to say, okay, God, I want to, I want to not jump into this, this, this track here. I, I, I don't want to be in this rut and, and show me how I can get out of it and, um, and start to really take those things to God. And that's what, that's really, I think what step one really is, is really to say like, where am, where am I thinking in an unhealthy direction or unhealthy pattern and, and getting that out and on paper and saying, God, these, circle them. These are the things I want your help with. This is what I keep coming back to. Why is that? Can I figure out what the source of the trigger is for that and begin to move in, in the direction that he shows you? I think that those are the types of things that, that start to get at it because and, and it's hard because a lot of people won't do that because it's work. Yeah. It's, it's actually takes time to do that. Well, I think, and we're all busy. I think it's I mean, not only work, but it's that submission to God's will that a lot of people just don't want to do. Right. Even if they do love God, which I, you know, right. I'm not going to question, you know, but even if they do love God, they, it's just, there's so many people yeah. that, that seem to justify certain sins mm -hmm. and uh i mm -hmm. got a big problem with that and sorry guys got got god laid out in front in front of us pretty bluntly what what he uh what he expects of us but we bear in mind that he expects those those things from us because he loves us and 
He knows that we can have the best life possible and give each other the best life possible if we were to actually uh, adhere to those things and truly submit to what he wants for us. You know, I've, I, I, I tell people all the time that uh, if we live the way that God wanted us to, like truly did, we literally wouldn't need a government. Right. And um, that sounds wonderful if we could genuinely do that and, and really submit to God's will that way. Yeah. Well, it's again, to, to pull from the message, it's the, the see, the see, want take, um, pattern that we often fall into where, Oh, I see the job. I want the job. I pursue the job. Yeah. I, I see the money. I want the money. I pursue the money. Yeah. I see the girl or the guy. I want the girl or the guy and I pursue the girl or the guy. And it's, it's this whole thing of trying to find our fulfillment in the things. I see the car. I want the car. I take the car. I see the, the vacation. I want the vacation. I take the vacation. You know, like it's just, you, you can, it's everywhere. And, and what's hilarious is that, I mean, watch you, you watch a commercial on YouTube, you know, an ad that, that plays for 10 seconds or 30 seconds or five minutes or whatever. And what are they doing? They're showing you something to create desire so that you spend your money to get it. It's see, take, yeah. it's see, want, take, see, want, take, see, want, take everywhere. And I think that that's, that's probably, um, that's just the human condition. I mean, there, that's just, that's just what we as humans struggle with because we do have a desire to, to be fulfilled and whole. And so we try to fill that with all kinds of other things. And so, you know, that's why we justify different things that are, are not something that God wants us to do. And, and the interesting thing is I don't want to go, I don't want to get to the other side and to be with God and him to say, man, I'm so glad you're here. Um, you know, you're one of mine. Uh, and, and I had so much more that I wanted to give you. You have it all now. But I want to, you know, a lot of this that you have now, you, you had then too. And, and, I, and I, I, I don't know that he would say it that way. I think he would say it in a kind way, a loving way. Yeah. He wouldn't shame me or guilt me and make me feel like I missed it. But I do feel like there's going to be a little bit of that where I'm going to be like, oh my goodness, like this is what, this is the God I was serving. Why was I thinking so small? Oh my See, goodness! You're you're kind of hitting the nail on the head of what's always been going through my mind. Of um, God, I know you want so you know you want nothing but good for me. Like how do, how do I get there? Like that right. I, that at the end of the day, that is what I've been searching for my whole life, and like I genuinely mean that. That's yeah. That's been my number one wrestle, the the number one thing that I'm chasing after because, um, like I, I've had certain like key very important people to me say like like very edifying things and then like nothing it just seems like nothing ever comes from it you know and and then i start kind of getting down on myself because uh there's the verse that says if you can be trusted with little you can be trusted with much and i can't help but think of myself like i can't even trust you with with little then so what you know where where is this where's my peace what, what, how, do see, I, how do I get here? But see, I think the the pendulum swings from guilt to grace, from shame to grace, if we change our mindset. So, yeah. okay, yeah, like, 
I, I keep screwing up. I, I don't have what it takes, all this stuff. That's, that's not God's voice. You know, what, what we have to do is realize like, okay, there are things that I can do. There's things that the spirit will empower me to do. I don't have to settle. I don't have to settle. Um, I have the ability to make some changes and maybe, you know, there's some things that I can't make changes about, like, uh, that are impossible to change, you know, things that just are not going to be easy, but there are some things that I can change that are going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and I, I think sometimes we feel like we're, I don't know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're cornered and we're, we're destined for failure or we're, we are a failure, you know? And I think, you know, that's, that's where we just have to really be careful about the things that we listen to and, and the voices we listen to, um, you know, very much like the way that Eve allowed the, the serpent to, to fool her. Um, you know, I think that that's just what we, have. that, that's the, that's, you know, so, so like you feel that way, right. AP and you're like, all right, well, man, that's what I want, but I don't, I, I just don't seem to ever. And I think, what's interesting to me is to say, okay, so I'm frustrated about that, but that is what I'm, that is God working out my salvation in my life. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is me, me being frustrated is part of it. Yeah. That's part of it because then when I'm frustrated, it causes me to ask questions. It causes me to push. It causes me to go after God. It hopefully, or it goes, or it's see, see want taken in a different direction, which is you know, can be unhealthy, but you know, it's, you know, in a healthy direction, that's where God is working out our salvation is when through our frustration, through our venting, it's like, man, we get to a different place. And we're like, all right, now I can, now I can see a little more clearly, but I mean, this is, this is hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very that's hard why stuff. And that's why and most people don't rewire their brain. Yeah. And you're definitely right about the, you know, see, want, take type of a thing. I mean, just go to the Ten Commandments alone. Number one, don't have any other gods before me. It's kind of, you know, that's having another god before him. Uh, don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't envy your neighbor. Like, it, it, <laughs> that, that's just three of them off the top of my head. And, and it's all see, take, want. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. But, um, you know, I hope that this series, you know, overall, I hope this series is um, is something that, well, to be honest with you, for a little nugget for the listeners out there, I'm, I feel like I'm going to probably come back and talk about the mind and, you know, the way that we think and the way that we process that information, those emotions. I'm going to probably come back to that at least every other month. Yeah, the minimum would be like once a quarter, but it's probably going to be every other month, if not even more than that. And the reason is because it is it is not something that you can just hear once and get fixed. It's yeah. not it, and, and fix that. You can't. It's it's going to take time. And I think that honestly, I said it in the message. Like this is our issue as Americans. This is our issue is because especially as as uh, Americans who are who are believers that follow that put Jesus first, we, we have to constantly guard our minds. We have to constantly learn to strengthen and work out our minds so that we can become fully whole. 
because you could have the best prayer life in the world, the best, you know, Bible reading plan. You can go to church every week and never miss. You can be volunteering crazy amounts of hours. You could be exercising, but man, if you're, if you're listening to the wrong voices, you could be, you could just be way off. You could just be, feel so distant from God. Yeah. So, so yeah. And that's kind of what I've seen a lot with, um, so many, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be, uh, I don't know, whatever. It's like <laughs> there's so many Christian bands that they kind of go off on their own type of theology and like, well, I've explored America and I've seen the world and think that this is how things should be. That's nice. Uh, if, if it's, if it's contradictory to scripture, then you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's again, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's the, the grace of being able to disagree with that person and allow them the space to work it out and yeah. hopefully find their way through to, uh, to truth is, is the key. And you know, those are really tough situations, but, um, yeah, but I do hope that this series is, is going to be, I, I feel like this series is going to be powerful in a way that we're not, we don't even know yet. I think coming off of the oneness that we pushed and we pushed through over the last, I would say three, three, four months, I think that this is kind of like one level deeper to say, all right, so if we're all playing all, playing together in a sandbox, you know, what's going on inside your head right now? What's going on in, inside your, your, your whole being, if you will. So, um, it'll be good, man. I appreciate your thoughts and your honesty today. I think it's really awesome. I, I think that it's going to bless a lot of people for them to be able to, to be able to hear a voice that's, that's that honest, man. And I, I, I think that that's what this podcast is all about. And I, you know, as we have more and more guests on, I'm excited to hear, you know, the, those stories, um, you know, be shared in, a, in an honest way yeah. that's still got that's still God honoring, you know, that there's a way to do that in a healthy way. And I think that that's what's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear other people's stories. We, we need. Yeah, we definitely need more of that. The, the two last. Week well, were we're awesome. coming up. I, I, oh, I'm so frustrated. I had, you know. On, a, on a, any given Sunday, if I'm the only voice up there on the stage, it's always harder for me because, you know, we talked about, you know, the kind of the intro stuff. Hey, welcome to second place. And then we talk about all the different things that are happening this month. Um, and then it's like, all right, I got to I got to do the message part. So like my brain is going in about 50 different directions. Yeah. So it's super helpful when I have like a Susan Donovan or a Kelly Detlaff up there um, helping kind of kind of like handle some of those more housekeeping type of things. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I forgot to say yesterday that I'm really needing to get out there is we're coming up on our nine year anniversary. We're going to have Holy a worship cow. night. We're going to have a worship night on February 17. It's going to be really great. Um, but I really want to begin to gather the stories of what God is doing in people's lives and it may not be that everything was really bad and now everything's really good. It might be that everything was really bad and now things are still really hard. Um, or maybe they're just getting, yeah, not as bad maybe, or, or maybe the or only difference is the fact. Yeah. Or the only difference between what it was before and now is that I've connected with a community that I can actually do life with instead of being by myself or yeah. on my, on, you know, isolation Island. So, if, yeah, if people are listening out there, I guess my hardest part is like, how do I, 
acquire or how do I gather those stories? I don't know if it's like, Hey, email your story here, or if it's, you know, kind of like somehow, some way getting those, um, you know, even on video or audio or whatever. But, um, but that's, I, something I was going to say, I'll, do. I'll, uh, I'll tell everyone to do that. And then I, you know, we just schedule times for them to be on the podcast. I have Skype. I can record anyone from home. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that that'll be, so that'll for those be a good of you way that are listening. Of... If you want to do that, please stop me at church, say something, shoot me a text. If you have my number, I'm not going to give my number out on here, but <laughs> let me know. But I think, cause that'd I be think sweet. That what's interesting about it is that a lot of folks are like, ah, oh, well, you know, God hasn't really done a whole lot in my life. I could, you know, my, my story's not worth sharing. I would tell you to stop thinking that way and just share it and, and just share where, where God's got you right now. Um, and just trust that the word says that it is the power of our testimony and there is power in it and it sets people free and it's because it brings glory to God. And I think that when we think otherwise, we think our, our story is not worth sharing. We, 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 um, minimize God's work in our life and we basically say we don't matter and God's saying the opposite. He's saying you do matter. And that's why your story needs to be, to be told. And it, yeah, maybe you never got strung out, strung out on drugs and you weren't ever an alcoholic and you never, you never seemingly did any of the like really big sins, but somehow, some way God has done a work in you that is, is worthy of, of telling that story. So, um, yeah, I think that that would be awesome to be able to do that right here on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So it's four. Even if it's like three so, hours long, just a bunch of stories of people at second place, man. Be sweet. Yeah, or little or little vignettes, little like five, ten minute guys, you know, it could yeah. be both or either. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But um Well, dude, what should we go out on, man? Oh my gosh. We talked about so much. I know, right? Yeah. Um we could go out on uh I don't know. We could go out on. I broke my phone. <laughs> I was gonna say Toy Story story maybe, but uh. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's there's a snake in my boot. We could do that. There you go. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. There's a snake in my boot on three. So, if you're in line at the Apple store right now, oh, waiting boy. to get your broken screen fixed. Oh, and I, just, I need, I flat out need a new phone. Don't worry. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, if it's, you're there, it's put your hand in the middle, put your hand in the middle. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you are working at Pixar. First of all, get a hold of us. Second of all, put your hand in the middle. Yes. Yes. If you're holding your broken phone, and it's so unbelievably hot like a, that it's going to burn like your hand. Poof. Put it in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. And then put your hand in the middle. And, and then put your hand in the middle. Now that you have not burned yourself successfully. Yeah. Yeah. If Cody Parkey is listening to this podcast right now, first of all, I want you to know we all make mistakes. It's not a big deal. The Bears will be back next year. But <laughs> if you're about ready to kick a field goal, and hit the upright. One that you just successfully the kicked the play before. <laughs> Might then I add? what? Yes. Then what I want you to do, Cody, is put your hand in the middle. Actually, for you, Cody, put your foot in the middle. Yes. That's what I want we you to do. We can bless your foot. Yeah. Since you've already missed uh, 11 
field yes. goal attempts this this season. That's kind of a lot. You have one job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard he's a real upright guy. That's good. Yeah, uh, that was a joke. Uh, I mean, not a joke, but you know, he hit the upright. So yeah. That's the thing. All right, so here we go. On three, there's a snake in my boot. Here we go. One, One two, two, three. three. There's, there's a snake in my, in my boot. boot.